Hey everybody, back for another episode of Carnival of Randomness. This should be interesting because, well, it's a grab bag of topics, whatever we want to talk about. I know that's really different from usual, isn't it? (laughs) But we have Greg, of course, with us. Hi. And we have our other... Sometimes co-host and his buddy, the masked drummer, is nowhere to be seen because he's to be seen. It's oh. John Eric. Oh. And he's locked. Isn't that the masked drummer locked in the trunk? Yes, he's in the trunk. The SPCA is I, coming I left a, a bowl of water out for him. <laughs> and uh, you punched some holes in I punched, the- yeah, some holes with a screwdriver in the trunk. And we actually have a guest in the studio. Hi, Gail. Just waving at each kid. Hi, Gail. Yes. She's... Smarter than all of us not doing yeah, it. Yes. And we have as our guest here by Fred. I haven't seen him in a while because of COVID and our place closed where we hung out. It's Paul, and I'm not pronouncing your last name because I screwed those up all the time. That's all right. You can say it if you want. Yeah, it's uh, Woldarchik. Now you'll be stalked. So just, <laughs> nice. Yeah, nobody will be able to spell it, though. That's the trick. So are you a fellow Polak? I'm a fellow Polak. All right. My all last right. name is actually Anuskevich. That was my dad's last name, so... We have to talk. Hey, but he's a <laughs> yeah, Shamash. <laughs> oh, he's wild. like Mo Horowitz. He loaded. I, the, I just learned know, that. You know, was Mo Horowitz? Yeah. Louis Feinberg. We have Greg Andrews. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> and we're going to talk about whatever we really want to talk about. One of the things is we've been remarking on Paul's shirt, so we might as well talk about oh, I love it. Yeah, the Court of the Crimson King. Yeah. Uh, the mad clown crazy guy there. <laughs> Ever really? Uh, uh, Jill likes when I wear it because it scares the hell out of children. You're right. <laughs> but um, yeah, we got to see them uh, on the Maternal 50th instinct, anniversary. Maternal instinct, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, she couldn't eat a whole one if she likes to say. But um, so we got to see them at uh, in, at the Beacon. We were just talking about this outside. Um, yeah, all the best conversations, by the way, when people complain about the show, the best conversations take place before we do the show. Yeah, the then we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> well, we just prep. It's prep. Then we talk about it later. <laughs> but, yeah, we're really happy about live music coming back. I mean, oh, we were down to Abilene. Yeah. We were uh, saw Get the Let Out on uh, Friday night downtown. It's just good to get back outside. Those guys are really good, right? I, they, I saw them know, last time. I saw them once, and they and they really weren't good at all. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> they had a guy who wasn't hitting the notes, and they had a girl who was amazing. And this time, the guy was just, you know, they did three sets. He wow. he didn't miss a note the whole time. He was, wow. like, dead on. They were really, they were phenomenal. Yeah, I was so, gigging, or I would have been there. So, and I was off to some gigs, <laughs> or I would have been there, because now there are gigs. But so it was Led Zeppelin, I take it. Tribute. So yeah. for three sets, they played probably five songs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I was listening as a drummer thing, but it's like a lot of times I read a couple things or heard a couple things in documentaries or whatever that like a couple times Bonham was just didn't really know how to approach it. So he just played through. And that's why I think like Cashmere and things like that, where he just boom, whack, boom, whack, because that's he just figured, screw it. I'll just play right through it and everything just lined up. And that's kind of how he went with that. So I thought that was kind of. And I love like recording back in the day, like for Led Zeppelin, for they were at that house. I think it was owned by Mick Jagger, and he's playing up on the top floor, right? And everything, and it's like how you used to do things like that back then. You had to make stuff up because you couldn't just do it in the studio. But that's one thing I wanted to talk about because we've talked about it a bit. What was really all your first music venues? Were you first really hanging out a little bit? Shoot, <clears throat> the living room lounge. It was uh, on Carter and Norton. There's a rug place not there now because it was right down the street from my house. So even before I was old enough to 
to be in a bar is I was going there because they had an open jam every Monday. So I started going to the open jams, and that's how I got started playing. And what kind of stuff? Just whatever anybody the wanted top to Top 40 stuff that was really at the time, you know, the stuff that was on Did the you radio. come in wearing your John Travolta shirt and no. stuff at the time? <laughs> I don't even know. I probably looked like a stupid little freak. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you can tell by the way he uses his walk. He's a ladies' man. No that's time right. to talk. <laughs> my my <laughs> venues were in Cincinnati. is in the mid-1980s. Play... Uh, and I was heavily into metal and uh place like Bogarts. In, uh, it's a place called Bogarts, which is a big concert joint near University of Cincinnati. Annie's Rock and Roll House. Nice. And uh, this is uh, on the river uh, down down from uh, downtown. And then Never on, a place called Never on Sundays, which <laughs> I had quite an adventure there one New Year's Eve uh, with Greek, my big brother. Greek music? No. <laughs> it was all it was all big hair, heavy metal bands back then, but so no, no, nobody, none of you guys even you know the track with any of this stuff except maybe Bogarts. Have you heard of Bogarts? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I like Casablanca. <laughs> I actually have heard of that one though. I think a very popular concert venue in Cincinnati. Is this where like Ian Hunter? But he wrote about Cleveland. Yeah. So play it yeah. again, hippie. <laughs> <laughs> but those were mine, and, and in this town, the first when I moved here in 1986, the first venue I went to was the Penny Arcade. I think. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, you sure. Know. Why not? That's, and John, the at the point. time, he had this big afro with rainbow <laughs> colors, like this, uh, like that hippie guy you used to see at baseball games in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Well, he modeled himself after you. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> I grew up in Syracuse, so the place I used to go to for bands was the uh, the firehouse uh, downtown. Uh, you went and, so they the guys the firemen put on concerts. It's cool. That's different. Well, this was no. This is actually an old firehouse that had been turned into a club. Oh, and uh, you know, Sandy Big Tree would play there. Um, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of the other. Like, um, this is going too back, too far back. Now this is like '70s stuff. But in Rochester, it was. Uh, you know, we were talking about clubs the other day, so you know, idols and and uh, gyms and all the dance clubs. Oh, right, right, oh, right. Man. But uh, for music, it was it was Penny Arcade, it was Scorgies, uh, Casablanca, which you and I were talking yeah. about. Um, that sound. Did you two have memories of that? I don't. Not I remember gyms and and. See, I idols. remember Casablanca vaguely, and I know Mike Murray told me Joan Jett played there, Dave Edmonds played there, yeah. the Kings played there. That's the one that I remember. I saw Backseat I, Sally there when they were. Yeah, I saw the Kings there because a friend of mine did sound for the Kings back in the day. So, uh, huh. so we, I, it was great. Too. Who remembers going to Brighton Bowl to hear bands? There used to be Brighton Bowl used to have bands, the Showstoppers, and uh, the, the Rustics, and all those kind of bands. Way, I mean, we're talking old, you know, early. Right there on East Ave, Brighton Bowl. No, Brighton Bowl. I saw Johnny Maestro in the Brooklyn Bridge. And we have there our, go, we right. have our oh. voice. We have our voice. He was in the living room. Yes. 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 Chuck Mangione played with Steve, young Steve Gadd and Chick Corea every week. Ah. And that's where Chick Corea told Steve how to open up his drum groove into modern drumming. How cool. Away just from the basic shuffles right on Norton Street. Oh, yeah, sweet. Awesome, that was huh? right down the street from me. We well, have this magic. You, yeah. We have this magic balloon called Andy that works yeah. the technical stuff and sometimes <laughs> and he comes in. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he was recording a special across the hall. He just popped in. That's what we are on this thing. But for mine, my first thing was the Penny Arcade. And the thing about it was, back in the day, especially when you're in grade school, you know, high school, whatever, it has this lure like you're going to get killed. 
You know, yeah, it was dangerous. And I, I swear, true, yeah. I had one of my one of my classmates lived by, it, and I think he used to like to tell tall tales about it, like about the, all this stuff. So we go down there. And you know you try to look cool, and it's tough to look cool when you're a kid. Then you're waiting for your parents to pick you up after the show. <laughs> but then the thing that got me was okay. You go down there. There's a bunch of bikers and everything. The only thing that happened to me once I got pushed into some guy who looked like ZZ Top's 500 pound road use and don't push me. <laughs> but all I saw them all eating ice creams at Abbott's, and nobody can look tough eating ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna kill you as soon as I'm when done with my coat. Well, no, Lick that vanilla chocolate swirl first, but then yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid to get this ice cream on my hand. So you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but the one I remember, Motorhead. I didn't even go in because it was so loud. I just stayed in the parking lot. Oh man! So Jill knows Lemmy. Oh, knew Lemmy. Oh wow! Jill's friend, uh, brother was friends with Lemmy, so she ruined her hearing falling asleep against uh, speakers at Hawkwind concerts when she was. Oh, goodness. Your younger days. Goodness. Nice. You know, it's amazing, like, too, like, he was always a... If I'm lucky, like, he never drank or anything, either. I looked at him and go, that dude is sober as hell. I watched a great thing on the on the Rainbow Room. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. And it was a really cool documentary about the Rainbow Room in, in, in L.A., and I have only was there once when I lived there. I went there and uh, after a show, but it was, like, it was cool. And I guess he hung out. They made a statue of him. They got a statue of him. Yes, I've garden. seen that. Okay. I, said, I think you know, but I think that in his documentary they showed him he would go play like that draw that game. Yeah. yeah. And you just sit there and be playing the game all Poker day. Poker or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember we had one in the bar I worked in. I I, I managed to get it where you didn't have to put the quarter in. You can't get me now. <laughs> you know to get it to go. But he would just be sitting. Can you imagine like walking in anywhere going, let me playing a video game yeah. at the bar. Yeah. 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 Eating the eggs out of the jar and uh, oh, <laughs> drinking. I was saying how like uh, a lot of executives at whiskey making joints lost big bonuses when he died. I'll just tell you, really? Yeah, but <laughs> no, I mean, uh, no. Who sell to now? No, he we, he, he was a notorious. Uh, uh, lover of the whiskey, am I right? The first yeah. one, I read an Jack article in Cream. He lived, this is when he lived on his houseboat. He started his breakfast with a pitcher of vodka at OJ. Yikes. <laughs> oh, but then again, like uh, like Hunter S. Thompson would think he's a, you know, a, 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 you know lightweight. <laughs> he holds the record. I think, I don't know whether to give it to him. I have this thing about... For him, he held like he had a cigar, his cigarette, and he would put it on the end of his base, put it in his mouth, sing with it on the side of his mouth. And I don't know if that was the coolest cigarette trick in a concert. It was Keith Richards, where he just balanced it. And one show I saw it, and it would go down on his lip. He'd pull it up, balance it. Uh, somehow crazy. keep all the ash on it, like for this long. <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing. But one thing, Paul, I know you want to talk about simply because we can't miss it. We've been bringing this up every show. It's COVID. Oh, God. <laughs> so what can you say? Well, you know, so on one hand, it was it was it's it was the year without any color, right? Because the all year the things, without is Santa Claus. <laughs> I mean, everything that we love to do, we love to travel, we love to fly places, we love to eat out at restaurants, we love to go to live music, and it was just done. And we made the most of it by having you know people in our backyard, distance, doing sing-arounds once a week with friends, playing music, um, and. 
you know, now that it's over, I think the first couple of weeks, I was, we, you and I were talking about this, yeah. the first couple of weeks after we got vaccinated and we were, you know, legit, and we were able to go around without masks, I walked into a Globes without a mask on and I felt like I was doing something wrong. I know. Yeah. I, I still know. do. I actually, yeah. I actually been doing a weird one now, like when I go to Wegmans, I bring my mask, walk around, when I check out, I put it on. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just feel safe for them. Yeah, I feel I've heard like somebody, always like, well, I heard like one story from a friend. She caught COVID at like a store or something. She had a mask. They suspect somebody around her was around her a long time. So just get you grocery items and keep walking for goodness sake. You know, be so right. picky. But I guess they think she caught it that way. You know, you think people working. I would have freaked if I had a job like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the only upside was they got to get vaccinated early, right? But, well, Wegmans got a lot of heat early on because they didn't seem to care about it. And then yeah. all of a sudden they had to get serious. Yeah. But <laughs> how would we, it be like for the masked drummer? As he told you, but how did you wrestle the empty arenas? Uh, well, <laughs> we, uh, well, first of all, the first handful of arenas in Tokyo were had all the sex dolls in the stands. So, and so that sort of filled the void. <laughs> he's telling me he's telling me this second hand, okay? So they were all gaping yeah, with their mouths yeah, wide yes. open. Yes, it's like remember it's like know. it's a whole it's, lot of surprise looking women in the stands tonight. <laughs> Everybody's going oh. <laughs> And for anybody who doesn't know, look it up. Korea, South Korea got caught, like it was on the news because they put yeah. sex dolls in their baseball stadiums. Yeah. But the mass grappler, he went on the uh Sri Lankan tour and usually the the arenas are filled with chickens and goats anyway, so it was no different. <laughs> the farmers were in the background. They don't didn't believe in masks there. Uh, of course, the mask grappler had his mask with a double mask on. So, and he won that championship and went home with a uh, shoot like a truckload of chickens. <laughs> but especially like for musicians now, I'm seeing a very positive feedback. It's like I know it's getting you could do so many, but it's like. I have to get there to shows early because they get crowded. Yeah, and everything. Have, have you been seeing that so far? And like, I know John, you haven't started really yet. No, I have a gig next month. Yeah, it seems like people are really, you know, out to go, you know, chomping at the bit, so to speak, to get out there. So I mean, yeah, you have to. I think we should probably take it now because I think by fall and it'll be the next variant. It will be locked down level off a bit, but. You know, I think now it's a, it's great because people are really, really anxious to get out, and they're they're like, thank God, and it's like, it reminds me of that. Remember that Simpsons episode where they had uh, the, the the snow day or something, yeah, and yeah. all the kids come out, or there was one episode out, the kids come out of their fog or whatever yes. it is, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, yeah. like uh, they've been in this like crazy thing. So that's the way I think people are just sort of like, thank God. But this I is also over. remember, imagine like like mm-hmm. going to Abilene when this is going. On. I see Danny, we're good friends. He's like, I got to see if you could. You gotta see because it's the space. You go. You have the mask. Gotta, if you sit down, you have to take it off and get up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of crazy rules. I mean, I I think a lot of it got a little bit overblown. I mean, I don't want to get into a whole you know Nazi thing here, but but I, sometimes I just think it's a little bit you know it was a little bit overdone. But I but think it's partly, in the air. It's the one in the I'll air. give them. The one I'll give them is. When have we ever dealt with something like this before? We're like taking right. little baby steps in a way. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, like, you know, just like if you were to, like, you know how they tell you if you're put on cologne or something, you're supposed to spray it and then walk into it, so you don't just, you know, douse it all. So it's like, if it's in the air and you're walking and you catch it, it's, you know, it's not that hard. 
you know? I mean, there's droplets and all that. So, I mean, it's a, you know... To where they didn't the, do, like, they live where these glasses you could put on and see little COVID yeah, viruses right. flying <laughs> around. I mean, and, like, void them, duck, run. No, no. It's, it's <laughs> interesting. I'm always thinking about scenarios, and I'd like, well, what would have it been like if we didn't shut down? Right, right. We would have been open. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not necessarily a huge Thank conspiracy believer. <laughs> uh, I... Uh, you know, they say 600,000 deaths, they were attributing everything. You know, there's a lot of people who died who were, who, you know, they said the people with, you know, who weren't in great health, the heavier people, the people with diabetes, you know, you know they had other situations and this didn't help and it killed them. A health, it killed some very healthy people. I, you know, I, I, I was very lucky. I've never, I never caught it. Uh, I had friends that caught it. Um, and they survived. We had some friends that passed in Rochester music scene. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, uh, it's, for me as a musician, it, it was absolutely bizarre to... I, I haven't even tried. <coughs> I haven't tried to gig. I haven't tried to do a partially or a socially distanced gig since May. You know, my first one's coming up next month. And I think... Right. I think you're right. Mid July 30th, I think I'm allowed to try and pack the bar. I believe. Yeah. But uh, the, the only thing for me that I was good, and it sounds weird, but it was nice to have a summer without calendar anxiety. <laughs> because I, I, I'm in all these different bands, and I'm you know, phone calls and texts. Hey, can you do this? And can you do? This? You know, it was nice to have a summer where I just didn't have to deal with that. And oh, I, my, realized, I still keep a little paper calendar. I look at the events yeah. in the summer, and like, oh my. Yeah, but the thing is, it, I, I, it was nice for that one year or the first couple of months, and then I, okay, that's enough. That's I've enough of that, it. yeah. I had my break. Now I need to get back. Now, and then it was going on and on and on, so I'm glad it's over. Yeah, and we, I think I've always big, you know, studying history, too. Wait, like, down the line 10 years from now, like, when, because that's when more stuff's going to come out where it's going to be more, and not, you know, an unbiased view looking at it, saying what really happened, mm-hmm. what, what we did wrong. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, the 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 political angle that's attached to it is so bizarre to me. But I don't want to go down that road, no. you guys. But just so bizarre to me. How it, anyway? There, there was some stuff like I remember. I I get a lot of at my my dumb little gas station job there. I get a lot of people from like Rochester Regional Health that work at night and they come in at eleven o'clock. They were saying, buy, oh, they were burning the body to buy don't cigarettes. Some, yeah. You know, it's like you were that's oh no, great. <laughs> so anyway, but I had one lady. First of all, one one person came in. She said there was going to be a second thing in August, not this August, last August. And I said okay. So like, so, <coughs> like she knew something that shh, nobody else knows. But then she also said that they definitely were just throwing the numbers around. Like okay, if you had pneumonia and then you got COVID or you were around, they they said that the numbers got skewed. They just kind of lumped them all together to mm-hmm. make it to dramatize it or something. So I think that was out there, but it's just you can't prove it. So I used to love that when I was at U of R seeing the med school students smoking outside the building. Yeah, I I know. That was like one of my favorite. <laughs> oh, it's like I have this dry cough from my allergy a little bit. That would be COVID. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then how people, the, the I mean, you could look up on the internet now anything you want to know. I think they've had the mass drummer's identity. No. They thought, they you thought got doxxed? <laughs> no. Mass <laughs> drummer. I thought he was actually a resurrected Lawrence Welk. I've heard that one. <laughs> I've heard that one. But you could look up anything. You could say it was caused by 
like cheeseburgers from Thailand or oh, something, and it would be there. <laughs> you know, and we've wow. had like by me, we've had the anti-vaxxer protests down by the bridge a lot. Well, my you know, my personal pet conspiracy theory is that they put. They inoculated a bunch of people and put them on different planes and sent them all around the world. Because it was in Italy, it was here, it was there. It's like, how did that happen? Oh, people travel. That, I mean, yeah, right. but I mean, there's some, somehow it was weird. I don't know. I mean, no, the I'm one thing I looked around, at the but, statistics. Yeah. The one place that didn't get hit hard, and this is amazing considering some of the horrible diseases. There's Africa, and I'm wondering if it's more like I just read Neil Peart's book about bicycling through Cameroon, oh, and it's more. The way the village lifestyle, that's a little bit isolated, maybe that's why. Because mm-hmm. yeah. then you think some of the things that come out of there, like Hanta and all these. Right. Yeah. And all these horrifying things. Well, so some stuff probably does, well, let's just say the open air markets and things, you might catch something and it just sort of sits in you and gestates who knows and then kind of a la alien <laughs> but you know then you go well, out and think through our phones around. we'd be doomed yeah you imagine if it broadcast through the phone it's like oh, hi i have corona you were infected now yeah, <laughs> well, they were burning down cell phone towers in england because they thought it was 5g <laughs> yeah <laughs> damn that was my favorite one uh, i also think unfortunately and we've always like on the carnival we talk about whatever we want about we tried nobody wants to hear about politics but sometimes like bringing a little into it. Yeah. We're at a point in this country, it's supposed to be, you're supposed to be on one side or another and you are not supposed to agree or like it's got to be so, it's like someone, somebody says, oh, it's like, oh, my favorite color is blue. You have to say it's like purple or red, that's, you know, because it's just the way the country together, is at the moment. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. like let's all uh, do this together and forget right. our differences. Right. If we all stro- strive, if, I don't know what, strived, strove, strove. <laughs> to be like right all the time, which means to be right all the times you got to recognize that occasionally you're wrong and you adjust your thinking you know none of us are right all the times but we should strive to be and then other these people who just are who are convinced they know it all they're stand on such ignorance oh don't get me started it's oh okay. i had the one I was, at, I was at the gas station and i heard these two guys talking about that mexican coronavirus Oh, I felt like saying, I felt like saying, yes, indeed, it's true. I've had many headaches from that Mexican coronavirus in my past. It can make you uh, vomit if you get enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever hear the one? Did you ever Boil hear the one Penn Jillette did about he got students to sign a petition against water? He would say it makes you sweat. Yeah. Causes <laughs> if you if you if it's too much of it's in your system, it causes urination. Bloating. And all the he called it dihydrogen oxide. And he signed, and he got this petition to ban water. Because <laughs> all you have to do is act like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, people are you know. We the sheeple. It's like, you know, it's like people are, they just, you can easily influence them. If you get enough people that are just easily influenced, you know, you can talk them into anything. Well, buy your albums. That's right. (laughs) Buy my albums. (laughs) Was it 10% of Americans don't believe we were on the moon? I've heard, see, (laughs) I've heard, it's... Charles Sagan's Demon Haunted World said like a certain percent, 48% believe we don't revolve around the sun. Uh, people have questioned this. One of my friends who's a doorman, <laughs> odd shot. Well, no, but one of my friends said, hey, I do doors at bars. People are stupider than you think. Oh, <laughs> <And yeah>. I, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of first-hand yeah. experience there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's a stand. I mean, it's, it's scary when you think about it. I don't know what to say because, I mean, you could 
goof up it, take any stat you want, you know, make them whatever. But that's scary even like 1% believes that. Well, I mean, look, at, I took a class back at Nazareth a long time ago called Philosophy of Religion. And it was just, you know, it was an interesting overview of religions of, of, over the centuries and stuff. And what it boils down to basically is like you to take the Martin Luther thing as an example. But, you know, okay, I believe this. I don't believe this. Here's what I believe. Who's with me? Done. New religion. There it is. That's all it is. It's like, I believe this, and, you know, you want to come with me and believe it also, and then people want to belong to something, they want to be a part of something, and off The best go. life for Brian. Yeah. I right. worship the shoe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have his shoe. I mean, that's, you know, you get enough people fired up, and that's what a lot of this political It's almost like a concert. About. It's almost like a concert. Kind of, yeah. And you look like, think about that, though, playing, though, when all the people are into it, and they all part of something. It's the same thing. It's an mm-hmm. interesting thing of... of communal thinking yes, or whatever. how they can get, back in the 80s, they can get everybody to pull their lighters out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now it's phones. Yeah, yeah I know. Lighters the one, the worst experience ever. I was at a Scorpions concert. I was trying to get down. I got my foot caught in a chair. And I couldn't get out. These two stoners are like, dude's got his foot in the chair. And all these high guys are trying to help me get out. And I'm like turning red. And I know then the worst part. Some one of my guys. high school classmates sees it. And I know what's going to go around the school. Well, thank goodness there weren't cell phones back then. I know. Oh, I was just thinking about that. All the dumb crap. Because there would have been video going around. Well, can you imagine no. that now? Like, anything you do, like, you pick no. your nose somewhere you might be on, like, the... No. And I know for the masked drummer, he's probably got people trying to follow him around all the time, trying to get him without the mask. Trying oh, absolutely. Different speedos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Trying, trying to get him to endorse different underwear products and stuff. <laughs> It's insane. Or anything like that. One thing I wanted to talk about, because Paul and I were talking about this, we save our best conversations for not on the show, yeah. as yeah. always, was we were talking about the bug jar a little bit, its history. And yeah. the thing was, I was yeah. there the first night, and what happened was my aunt friends lived on Priam, and we'd go to Woody's. So we met them, and they're like, hey, there's this new bar down here. It's where Rosie's was, which right. is, was a different bar there. And one guy goes in, he goes, you got to see this place. And that's when you did everything on top. It is yeah. a cool. And house. what I heard now, Oz told me this because I, I went away. And this is this is gonna I'm gonna say it's either eighty nine or ninety. This was, but then I lived in Alexandria a lot during uh, the nineties. What Oz told me, it started as like a dance club. Yep. Like a dance club. Okay. So when I don't know, it was almost like with pro wrestling where it started off as non like. The result, maybe yeah. you know, who was going to win, <laughs> but they decided it would get more interesting. So they said, "Well, it's a dance club, but let's bring in music." Yes. So I don't exactly know. I'd have to ask like Bobby or Oz, like when that happened. I I, I don't yeah. know it at all. I don't know it all Me either. I, I would imagine because it was a dance club, then it kind of verged into the 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 punk scene because that's the kind of stuff that was going on at the time. Probably. And I still, like, I would say, if you would agree or not, that I thought Idols, to me, was like the punk bar. It yeah. certainly was. It was, yeah. Because yeah. Scorgies, what would you say? That's more like New Wave, new wave. and Variety a little mm-hmm. bit. Because you'd have... Yeah, new that wave was more on the street, well, more of a yeah. rock. Yeah, because we used to see um, uh, Colorblind James down there once in a while, but they didn't play there as often as... But Natalie, Natalie Merchant used to uh, play in twirl and we always worried that she was going to catch fire with all the candles on the stage right. <laughs> there had to be a um, fire marshal violation there someplace but these days yeah trapped those in the basement of scorgies with the with candles. twirling <laughs> twirling mumbly girl <laughs> one, one one exit or something i'll tell you man the coolest thing i think i saw at the bugs yard was 
I couldn't believe it. The blue cheer was there. I was there. I was there. Twenty bucks. Blue. Che- I mean, how can you not? With go Ginger to that? Baker. No blue cheer with the the Dickie Peterson and the summertime blues. I'm, th- I'm getting. I'm, you're thinking of Cream. I'm, no, I'm thinking of his. He has some blue other blue oh. band. Ginger Baker in the eighties and the 90s. blue man. Oh, the group? Air Force. No, I can't think. Blind of it. Faith. It was like no blue cheer. And the thing was, you know, the bassist, the yeah. ba- the drummer of the bassist is from Rochester. Oh blue yeah. Cheer. Yeah. Mm. He's, he was like, he's our, well, he's our young boy. He's only been in the band 22 years. Yeah, yeah. But one of my friends got to, I guess Dickie, he used, you know, he's dead now, unfortunately. He used to live in, like, around Big Sur. I think he lived on a farm. He's talking about raising his chickens. Right. And I remember he came up and I was telling him the story. And he, he tells the story now. This is from Dickie Peterson. I don't know if it's true or not. He said he was in the hotel. They knew Janice the night she died. Wow. wow. And he told the whole story about how they brought her body out and everything. Oh, man. And, you know, Heavy. it's like, take it. That's what Dickie Peterson told me. That's the oh, only wait, thing. Oh, was the drummer of that band. Oh, okay. But, but it's the drummer of the bassist just from Rochester. I'm not sure. I don't know. I think it was at the Halloween show, maybe. I was there. It was packed. It was really good. That's all I know. Because I always liked them. In fact, I remember when I was a kid... When they had all these variety shows on TV, I saw the weirdest stuff on these variety shows. They had punk rock and like hard rock and little Mike kids Douglas rock. had Deep Purple on the Raspberries. <laughs> I saw I saw Blue Cheer on the Steve Allen show, and Steve Allen wow. actually said so. He made a comment like, "You can't believe how loud it is in here," <laughs> because by the time it gets mixed down and everything over TV, you know, it's not. But in there, I guess it was like. You know, nuts. Yeah. But yeah, the, 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 those acts, rock was a new thing at one time. That That's what people kind of forget. It was like, this was like some new weird thing that they, oh, wait, no, mm-hmm. let's just get these guys on there, long hair, and, you know. And I now wonder, too, if maybe now, like, somebody, say, somebody who was working there maybe was a fan of one of those and just went to the right person, or maybe, like, Merv was open to it. Because I saw Susie Quattro on the Merv Griffin show. I love Susie Quattro. And <laughs> there was one of those things where they said, oh, hey, and maybe they were open to it. It's like, why not? You know, it might bring a different demographic. Maybe they were worried, right. but then the demographic it might bring the kids into sure, watch. Sure, it up. Sure. I would hit my dad. He'd be watching the Jerry Lewis telethon. He's like, go wake me up if somebody was on. He's like, hey, Kiss is on now. <laughs> <laughs> that Jerry Lewis. Watching Mike Douglas while your man's ironing. Our <laughs> neighbor, my neighbor's dad, every year he made a pilgrimage watching the whole 24 hours of it. That's, I hated that because that meant it was like time to go back to school. Wasn't that Labor Day weekend? Yeah, yeah wasn't, wasn't that always a, yeah. back in the, the day like the, that? Yeah. The that back in the day, that was the whole thing, especially when you got older, like by my senior year in high school. And even my senior year, like in grade school, it seemed like the summer started going faster. Well, but course. you would be watching, go, yay, football's starting. Oh, bummer, school's going to be starting <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, right. yeah. You know? So, so melancholy. At least it always for... kind of amazes me because I'm not a big football guy, but it always amazes me how the football season is really kind of short. Well, you can't beat the crap out of yourself. Yeah, I know. Unless you're a pro wrestler, used to be like on the road 300 days a year. Well, they're 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 real. They're the really tough guys. Yeah, no kidding. I hope no football players hear this. No, but it's been said. Like, do you ever hear the story about Bruno? Okay, I'll give you one. Bruno Sammartino, the one time, 1985. So he's like, he's like 50, right? Yeah. (laughs) He sees this guy. Back in back, he's like one talk. He's one of the hosts on the show, the wrestling show at the time. He sees a guy back in the, you know, by the locker. And he tells him, "Hey, you can't stand it. You're going to be trouble." He's like, "You want to do something about old man? He was a Canadian uh, football oh, player." Oh no! And what happened was he had <laughs> six guys with him. Bruno decked him, yeah. took out two others. By that time, the Iron Sheik came out of the shower. Where he had a towel around his waist, shower shoes, and they clocked yeah. the other guys. And if you ever hear the Sheik tell the story, sheep. Mr. Bruno San Martino, I we clean house. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the Sheik was a shooter. 
And the way Bruno said, well, you know, I was around 50, so I was fading a little. He already knocked out, like, yeah. three professional football players yeah, in the he, late 20s. No, he would have normally knocked eight out by then. Yeah. You know, You're the one Wahoo McDaniel, like, beat up 18 guys at a bar one time. Yep. It's, yes. it's funny hearing these stories about this wrestler being so, you know, t- such tough guys. Because my mom used to run a Fanny Farmer's candy store in Syracuse, out North Syracuse in the mall. Awesome. And they'd all stay out there at this hotel. So oh. all the wrestlers would come in and buy candy for my mom. <laughs> what did you it was so funny because they'd they'd always come in and they come in together like they're arch enemies the night before when they're wrestling at the yeah. Right. Yeah. Then they yeah. all come in and they're best friends and they're all yeah. hanging out. The the, but, the the ones who fought on TV all the time they were usually good friends because they were working together constantly. Right. Who's winning tonight? I don't know. Did you imagine, tonight? though, like some little kids come in or whatever and they go into KFAB, so they start, like, hitting each other with bonbons, whacking yeah. each other <laughs> with trays of, like, the little jelly candies? Right. I'll take the cream puff marshmallow surprises, please. <laughs> and I bet the tougher they were, like, the, the weirder candy it That's was. Exactly sure right. yeah. That's exactly right. You know, those little... Lemon wedges with yeah. the with the sweet rind around yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, I heard a story. Yeah, I don't know, Vince like, McMahon, like, like the butcher. <laughs> yeah, they would have you. Uh, yeah, he would take his fork. He stabs again. He would grab the candy, <laughs> put, him his, put him in his scars in his head, who wear them. You get everything. But I heard the story too. They let you eat all the free candy you wanted because then you got sick of it and you never did it again. Right. Well, that's the story I've heard. Yeah. I don't know if that was true. Because... I don't know if it's true or not. That's the story I've heard. But my mom, we had one in the mall. My mom liked those. I'll never forget those little, like, jellies, those little jelly rings with chocolate on them. Yeah. Uh, mm, I good. did not like those. <laughs> I didn't really I'm either. I'm orange cream I guy myself. Like yeah. <laughs> I like the sherbets. Yeah. Yes, and the almond bark, and I like the also I like those, and I like the little mint ones, like they had the chocolate in them and the green yeah. outside. I like the dark yeah. chocolate caramel ones. Okay, that's. What I, I, ho- I hope you're all listening for breakfast. Yeah. This is our- yeah, right. <laughs> that's always. What does the masked drummer like? Did he ever tell you? Uh, he likes the uh, mashed potato and meatloaf <laughs> twix. <laughs> the mashed potato and meatloaf twix. Are those the ketchup-filled ones? Uh, no, those are different. Those are the French fry and ketchup twix. Uh, <laughs> right. Mashed potato and meatloaf twix have gravy. And the cauliflower rings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. my goodness! Chocolate, <laughs> chocolate dip cauliflower, <laughs> chocolate dark chocolate cauliflower. Oh my goodness! Now, like you said, like you've been going to shows, you've been figure like I'm thinking like for like bands too. Do you see like, I mean, a lot of like going on like different towns soon and everything too? Um, yeah, I mean, right now, uh, I'm me personally. I'm just I got my first gig next month. I get a couple more gigs in August. Another gig in September. We're gonna try and get in the studio soon because, uh, and so I'm just inching my way back. I mean, I'm I'm trying to like 2020. I lost all kinds of momentum. Really big gigs. Oh, yeah. We came off uh, the winning the battle of the bands out in Leroy and. We had an opening slot at Oaxaca Well, the mass drummer attacked some of the other guys, yeah. so it's kind of easy. Yeah. They couldn't even play. <laughs> so I'm, like, having a trouble getting he broke the, my hand. The, uh, the, some of the uh, promoters and venue managers getting back with me. I imagine they're getting hit up a lot by a lot of people. So Right, that's, yeah. But I'm starting to build my normal little circuit back up, which uh, which doesn't include out of town right now, but... That Leroy thing is cool. Where was that? That was uh, Smoking Eagle Barbecue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that a good barbecue, too. Yeah, That's and, got really uh, good. The... I know, because I did a bank. I did used to clean the bank across the street. So. Okay. 
I would see that. I've heard it's got really good barbecue. Great venue. Yeah, uh, big stage. Please send us once. free stuff sometime if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't started bands up. Uh, we were supposed to uh, get bookings out there, too, and it's a really hot kind of and venue. And I picture this is going back to the whole COVID thing. Paul and I, we know because we hung out at Dublin. Right. And the thing is, okay, confession time, what did we do on Sunday? Karaoke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, which is, I didn't do as much, but I, all my friends went, so I used to watch more than I used to drink a lot and watch. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird scene. But the thing, that was, we had, you would have every different kind of person come in. Right. Where's Dublin? Dublin In Ireland. It's in Ireland. Oh, uh, yeah, we used to like jet over. I used to have the Concord. We used to go over every Sunday Where's and come back. Dublin? Yeah, the last Concord. You're talking about underground, the right? Dublin yeah. underground. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant. Where was that? Because you'd have, you'd have. Right on EO. It was at Easton Alex. It's where the maze. I used to I, be waterworks. Been, yeah. yeah. It used to be waterworks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wimpy's, Wimpy's okay. waterworks. And I think it's Mason's now, maybe. I haven't yeah, been Mason's. down there. Yeah. yeah. And it was the spiral stairs. Oh, it was whiskey. Yeah. Then it was whiskey. It was after whiskey that it was whiskey. Was, then yeah. it was Dublin. It okay. reminded me of those Manhattan, New York basement clubs. Right. Man, yeah. I loved that. Oh, he loved. Dublin. I remember one time why some concerts would be water dripping down the ceiling. There'd be a big spot. And I one time I remember like the spiral staircase back when it was waterworks that people would fall down it when they were drunk. Uh, I played you there know? when it was Masons, man. It was really weird loading in there. You had to go I wonder, I guess, the, and I wonder even steam what it thing where all the pipes were and the like a corridor and it's like hot and, and I mean that. you don't have much equipment so no. you're like you, yeah. you know that bat, that loading staircase in the back Do you yeah. guys, are you familiar with that yeah, yeah well I'm playing there with Buddha Hood right <clears throat> and it's winter time and there's like the each cap of the stairs has like a metal cap on it right and it's all wet and slippery and Tony big Tony gosh his two amps and Tony's like 360 pounds and he takes a First step and boom, bam, oh. da, 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 all the way down oh, with his didn't, amps he, rolling. He didn't just oh, no. sled down. He went boom. No, he just dumped that big dude. I was like, he's going to take the wall out at the bottom of the stairs. He got to the bottom and was just like, uh. we still had to play the gig. Yikes. And he was hurting. That couldn't have helped, yeah. Was that was <laughs> comparative. There's a really bad load-in at Funkin' Waffles in Syracuse, too. It's very similar. It's a basement stairs, steep down, metal. But anyway. That's when you wish you played trumpet. You know, yeah, yeah, like that. or yeah, your case of harmonica. Yeah, and it's like I could, we, like, I mean, we could do a whole thing on Dublin stories. It was such an eclectic, interesting group of people. There'd oh. be like a gangster rap concert going on yeah, downstairs, yeah. And, and then karaoke upstairs. It right. was just bizarro. Yeah. It was. And you I have, like, have I remember like a couple times, like there were like biker bike, there's like bikes all out in the front. Yeah, I, re- I loved that bar. I'm really bummed it, it left. Speaking of the Syracuse, the Blues Festival is coming up. The Syracuse Blues Festival. Really? It's back, yep. I think they do it at the Armory Square there. And, uh, and a bunch of, there's like Carolyn Wonderland. There's a whole bunch of really good bands playing this year. But it wasn't, you know, they didn't have it last year. Cause of and the, I will say, oh, the only thing. times I ever did karaoke, my friend Charlotte from the Old Toad, she finally got me up there. In other words, I had like six or seven drinks. Mm-hmm. And we did... And we did, you're the one that I want from Greece. <laughs> and the one time Yance is bothering me, and hi, Yance. We, it was one of these days where this was the, was the time where I, you didn't want to miss it. It was like snowing, and I lived over by off Stanton Avenue in Irondequite, you could just go down to the back road. Oh, yeah. So I'd come down, there'd be like Yance, be a couple other people. I sang Lazy on a Sunday afternoon by the Kinks. Uh, nice. 
But I never just got, like, I was always still shy about doing that stuff. I, there were people who would practice at home for days oh, to yeah. get it right. Oh, it's like they consider it a gig. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't have to load in and out. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) I tried karaoke till I figured out you're like, you can't change the key. Can we change the key of this? Like a band, if I can't sing a a song, I was like, they transcribe it for me. (laughs) Well, no, there's no transcribing. Can't cry out loud. Um, No, I'm just looking. Oh, but uh, 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 I uh, need to be kind of drunk to start singing karaoke. Uh, we knew COVID was over when we went out to do karaoke. So our friend uh, Al, yeah, uh, uh, the stand-up comedian, was in town on his farewell tour because he's moving from New York City to to someplace in the Northwest. And uh, I'm going to try to get a Zoom with them. Yeah, but yeah. we did the word. The last time I was ever in there, I did three. I did not. Okay, I'm lying. I did eight plus uh, tell them more do shots with Crystal. I got home and I ate a. Peanut butter and jelly donut that I dipped in peanut butter. So that was my last night. There was some band in the basement. Seemed like the thing to do at the time. But that was like, and I like the I like eclectic places like that though. You know, and everything else. But that place was wild. I really miss it. But as always, we can always go on for like hours and hours. But we have other things to do. You have a farm market to go to. We were actually there early today. So oh, you did. What'd you get? Anything good? What'd we get? <laughs> we got two chickens. Two oh. chickens and our CSA. Yeah, ton of, ton of veg. Oh, I've heard the mass drummer is at, a, like, he sells at a flea market in some undisclosed place. Yeah, um, all varieties of fleas are available there. <laughs> um, big ones, small ones, medium ones. Uh, he has, currently from his Sri Lankan tour, he has a big batch of Sri Lankan fleas. Uh, and that's down under the bridge, uh, uh, railroad tracks, Alexander Avenue, uh, uh, by the sewer. Nasty little buggers will shoot really like mm-hmm. yeah. You'll see his stand next to the sewer grate uh, at the corner downtown. Oh, dear goodness. That's always... If you ever <laughs> want your orange rinds and... <laughs> <laughs> but cool, that's great. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for you two clowns, as always. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And everything. John, you are playing again soon. Yeah, that's man. I can't believe it. Uh, July 30th at B-Side. I don't know B-side. when this will be okay. played. Yeah, but July 30th, JPP returns uh, with Bobby nice. Olson on guitar. Um, and he was our original. We're reuniting with him. Excellent. And uh, the rehearsals are going great. I love playing with him, man. He's great, man. Awesome. And uh, rehearsals are going awesome. We got some new surprises. Anybody who's used to seeing our set, you're going to see the familiar great things you like. And we've got some other cool stuff. So, and, really and excited. Paul, I will see you when I see you around or come back down. Yeah, we'll be having a music festival in our backyard the week after. Uh, Labor Day. Oh, send oh, uh, people who want to go email me and send me two hundred bucks, yeah. and I'll give you a location. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure and, you take a flea dip bath before you go. And then see Paul, and yeah. I'll be out of town. You can't catch me after you have all these people coming. You. <laughs> You'll never find me again mm-hmm. or anything else. Yeah. But I have my my good friend Natalie Gelman just released a new CD, Moth to the Flame. It's out on Blue, and I noticed Blue Land Records. A lot of my friends are on there. And for whatever reason, I don't know how these record labels pop up. And she's really good. She's from New York. She lives in California now. And she's another one I saw plenty of. She did used to do live streaming shows every Sunday. And that's another thing for Sony musicians. who I have, I have a collection of tour shirts from shows I've never gone to. 
But I'm going to play one song from this. It's a song called Heavy, Heavy Heart. It's Natalie Gelman, Moth to the Flame. You can get it on Blue Land. And for all of us, we're out. Bye. Yeah. Yep. See ya. Like you do Heavy